Ladies and gentlemen, to those among you who are easily frightened, we suggest you turn away now. To those of you who think they can take it, we say, Welcome to the Madhouse. Number one podcast for horror reviews, bullshit, and booze. My name is Joey, and on my right, although roughly 20 miles to my right, he's undead and born to shred. The man who, thanks to a court order, this film franchise is the closest he'll ever get to child's play. It's Jimmy Faulkner! <laughs> Hello! Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I quite like the paedophile gag. Hold on. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I thought I would go highbrow this this week. Fucking hell, yeah. That's 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 it. That just explains the podcast right there. Just in one gag. <laughs> yeah. And one gag is uh, actually also the evidence they got you on. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, Charles okay. played two, Jimmy. Yes. 1990. Directed by John Lapier. And it was my choice. So, of course, it was a good film. Five out of five. Job done. Yeah. Now, we've done Child's Play. We've done Child's Play. Yep. The film. Yep. Uh, Was our second episode. It was. Do you remember what score we gave it? Yeah, because you told me about four minutes ago, and it was we gave it four. Shit, yeah, I did. Which is big. I think we'd be big. We'd big scoring. That like was episode Jay-Z two. Said, did he? Yeah, big. Well, it's big pimping, but same thing. And we were yeah pimping and uh, gave it four. Yeah, and Apostle Gate we gave three out of five, which is our first ever episode not related to this film at all, but just for you know. It was our first couple of episodes and we were getting a bit excited, sat in your kitchen, not knowing how to record anything, chucking out points all over the place. Did we do Child's Play in my kitchen? Yeah. Did we? Yeah. Yeah. Did we? Okay. Can't remember. It was like two years ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah. And here we are. Doing number twos. Yes. Charles Play 2. Sequeling it up, not giving a fuck, living life in the fast lane. Are you a rapper now, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, not as Limp Biscuit, and I don't think you could call uh, What's-His-Face a rapper. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I didn't get that. I'm <laughs> very happy that I didn't get that. <sighs> so, oh, the return God. of Alex Vincent and Brad DeReef. I do remember I used to say Dior all the time. And now I don't, because I've corrected yeah. myself. Yeah, it was Dorof, or that it was Dorif, and it's, it's what is it? Dorif. I just Dorif. go with Dorif, shall we? Like Dorif. What have they got on the coast of Australia? Dorif. <laughs> this film debuted at number one, <laughs> Jimmy. 
Fuck moving yeah, on swiftly. <laughs> for uh, North American box office charts, it was number one in its first week. Nominated for a Saturn Award and chosen to be an official and uh, to be an official selection at the Festival International de Film Fantastique d'Avril. Which well, I think is how you pronounce one. that. Yeah, fucking hell. It actually came out on the 11th of January 1991. Did it? Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> In the UK. Oh, yeah, you bastard. <laughs> Done purpose. No, it's yeah. Just under £36 million. Oof. That was back Which in the is... day where you would have a film released in America and then in the cinema, and then the next year it would release in the UK at the cinema, and then two years later it would be on VHS, and then two years later after that you could see it on TV. And when they stopped selling it or renting it on VHS, you couldn't get hold of it in that intervening period. So that's why people watched Back to the Future in the mid-90s. <laughs> yeah. Thinking it was like then... a new film. <laughs> yeah. And then 20 years after the release... It finally gets released in Eastern Europe. Europe. Yeah. And then they've seen it fresh. Yeah. And that's why they still dress like it's the 80s. Is that right? Or the 90s yeah, now? They're, yeah, because yeah. they will catch up eventually. Sold. Always wondered why. It's a beautiful thing. Should we slot the plot? Yeah, I'll plop some plops, slots. <sighs> Definitely slot little... the plot, slot, slot. Letting it drop. Was that Limp Biscuit as well? Oh, I fucking hope not. That's too good for Limp Biscuit, isn't it? Oh, God. Right. Just uh, just start the plot slot, Jimmy. I've got the clock going already. The good guy doll from Charles Play, the first movie, is cleaned and repaired and put back together. The manufacturers want to prove that there was nothing wrong with the doll in the first place. There were rumours that someone tampered with the doll's voice cassette Something like, hi, I'm Chucky. I'm the Lakeshore Strangler and I'm going to kill you. Terrible. Sorry. That worked. While working on the doll, a supernatural force surges through the machine and electrocutes the technician. Mr. Sullivan does not like how this looks. He wants Matson to smuggle this error out of here in 24 hours. He comes up with a fine way to deal with the doll that involves sticking it up his ass. Andy's foster parents, Phil and Joanna, bring Andy to their home. Bill's lay, Bill lays down a rule. His first rule, don't touch the old stuff. There's a lot of shit in there. Andy meets his foster sister, Kyle. Sister, Kyle. Andy opens a closet door and a good guy doll falls down and scares Andy. Phil lays down another rule. Andy, rule number two is no running in the house because he runs off. Boring motherfuckers. Matson stops at a liquor store. While he's gone, Chucky uses the car phone to call the foster care home and get the whereabouts of Andy, claiming to be his uncle Charles. Matson returns. The car alarm is on, but there's nobody inside the car. While inside, Chucky holds Matson at gunpoint. He orders Matson to drive and park the car. He has Matson put his hands behind the back of the seat and he ties his hands together with a skipping rope. He's bang! You're dead. But it's water that shoots out of his gun. And they laugh hysterically. Chucky sticks a bag over the man's head and suffocates him to death. In the house, Chucky meets his lookalike, a good guy doll called Tommy. Shut up, you idiot. 
says Chucky. He smashes the Tommy doll's face with an ornament. He buries the doll in the backyard. Phil is upset over the broken ornament. Andy and Kyle both deny they did it. Phil says until one person confesses they're both grounded. In the evening, Chucky has Andy tied to the bed and gagged. He's come up with a game called Hide the Soul. Kyle appears at the window. Chucky has to find another time when Andy is alone. Phil throws Chucky in a basement so he can't bother Andy. Chucky gets a nosebleed. He's turning human again. He must get to work on Andy's body fast. Can we just pause it quickly? Because I've just heard some hollering for me. Yeah. Hold on. I thought you were in danger. Fucking hell. Are you okay? Yeah, sorry. I heard someone go. I heard a knack going, Jedi! I was like, oh shit, something, something's happened. She uh, it turns out she was sneezing in the bathroom. That's weird because I often call your name while I'm sneezing in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Right, we're we're right. Andy goes to school. Are we still recording? Yeah. Oh, lovely. Andy goes to school and Chucky catches a ride underneath the school bus. He finds Andy's homework assignment and vandalizes it, giving Mrs. Kettlewell a personal message. The teacher puts Andy in detention. She throws Chucky in the closet and locks it. She also locks Andy in the classroom. Andy looks through the closet keyhole. Chucky's eye appears. Andy climbs out the window. Miss Kettlewell thinks the noise coming from the closet is Andy. She opens it to give him a good telling off. She can't find Andy anywhere. Chucky stabs Miss Ms. Kettlewell with an air pump and injects her full of air. She stumbles out of the closet, knocking some desks over. Chucky appears from the closet holding a big stick. Yeah, you've been very naughty, <laughs> Mrs. Kettlewell. Bounce, bow, wow. Yeah, where's that stick going? <laughs> Back in the house, Kyle tells Andy that she has lived with dozens of families. They're always, they always seem to send her away when she starts to get comfortable. Every time it's happened, it has made her stronger. The only person she can rely on is herself. Andy says, "It doesn't matter. Wherever I go, Chucky will find me." So Andy takes an electric meat knife and walks into the basement. Chucky drops down on Andy. There's a struggle as Andy crawls along the floor with Chucky on his back. Andy reaches the knife and hits Chucky in the head with it. Chucky runs off. Phil appears. He is being extra cautious, seeing Andy holding the electric knife. Chucky trips Phil on the stairs, causing him to fall through the banister with another. Oh, how's it hanging, Phil? Quips Chucky. Before he lets go of the rope, Phil falls and breaks his neck. Because of Phil's death. Yeah. Joanne decides to return Andy to the foster care home, bitch. Carl puts Chucky in the bin. She swings on a swing, smoking a cigarette and kicking up some earth, enough to reveal a buried item. She pulls up the Tommy doll. She finds the bin empty. She finds Joanne at a sewing machine, her mouth gagged and her throat slit. Chucky takes Carl captive and forces her to drive to the foster care home. They are pulled over by the police. The policeman seems drawn to the doll. He asks, what's your name, buddy? Chucky. 
replies the doll. Blood coming out of its nose seems to freak out the policeman enough to let them go. Kyle accelerates and breaks suddenly, sending Chucky crashing through the windscreen. Kyle crashes the car against a post to throw Chucky off the bonnet. She then tries to crush Chucky against the fence, but Chucky gets out the way. Chucky takes Kyle captive once again. The fire alarm is going off in the foster care home. Kyle says that Chucky pulled the fire alarm. Grace brings them into her office. She grabs hold of the doll. Chucky comes to life and he stabs Grace in the chest. She falls onto a photocopy machine and her death face is printed. Chucky closes the door between Andy and Kyle. He had has he has Andy get in the back of a Chicago Sun Times van. Kyle drives the car in front of the van to stop them. Andy is running with Chucky on his back into the good guy doll factory and Kyle in hot pursuit, leaving an angry driver behind. Andy runs through a maze of good guy doll packages. Chucky knocks Andy out with a blow to the back of the head. Chucky actually manages to complete the chant this time. However, his nose continues bleeding. It's too late. He's been inside the doll's body for too long. Now he is stuck with it. Kyle knocks a stack of boxes onto Chucky. Kyle and Andy climb up a roller slide. Chucky appears and climbs up after Andy. Kyle pulls Andy to the top of the slide and closes a yellow gate down on Chucky's hand. Chucky rips his hand off trying to get it free. He sticks a knife blade in the stump as a replacement. Kyle and Andy get through a machine inserting the doll's eyes to get to an exit door. With dolls clogging up the production line, a technician takes notice. The technician clears the production line and gets into a dangerous position to fix the machine. Chucky slashes the technician's cheek with a knife with his knife hand. The technician falls backwards onto the conveyor belt and a pair of doll's eyes are inserted in place of his own eyes. Chucky suddenly appears on a conveyor belt platform. Kyle grabs a box of pieces and knocks Chucky into a sitting position. A doll hair sewing machine sews Chucky down on the platform. Andy pushes a button so the conveyor belt runs backwards. Chucky is sent inside a machine inserting the doll's limbs. A messed up pile of limbs comes out of that machine. The swinging technician's corpse knocks Kyle onto the conveyor belt. Chucky has escaped the machine. He rides on a trolley as a replacement for his legs. Chucky's knife hand gets caught in a grate and Andy turns a valve and molten plastic sprays over Chucky. Andy saves Kyle from entering the machine. Chucky comes back alive to attack them some more. But Kyle sticks an air hose inside Chucky's mouth. His head grows too big and blows up. Chucky is dead for the second time. Andy and Kyle walk out of the factory and live happily ever after. We literally just didn't make it then, but we had to uh, shut up, you knob. There we go. <laughs> shut up, you knob. We had to stop recording while you went and dealt with uh, Nat's sneeze. <laughs> well, no, I heard a terrifying scream that sounded like someone shouting, Jimmy! So I had to go, hold on a minute, we got to pause because someone might be being attacked. Actually, Nat might be being attacked yeah. <laughs> by saying somebody. But it turned out she was just fucking sneezing in the bathroom. I know. I, I reckon we lost Rude. a couple of minutes over that. So we did that in time and counting it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. 100%. We're on a 100% success record for this season, aren't we? Yeah, this season, yeah. 
Let's say it. Yeah, let's say that. Uh, season two now, isn't it? Or are we on season three? Two. Two. Nice. <laughs> let's hope we get another one. <laughs> are you ready to frighten the light it up? Let's do this thing. Right, it's time to pick out your favourite good guy doll. It's Frights and Delights. They all look the same, Jimmy. They all look the same. Yeah. My favourite good guy doll is the one that doesn't try and kill me. They've all got different names, though, haven't they? Yeah. And do you know why the one Chucky killed in this film was called Tommy? Uh, I don't know why, no. Uh, he took his name from Tom Holland, the director of the original and better Charles play. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair dues. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, okay. First fright, baby. No, first delight, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the original... Uh, sorry, originally... Sorry again. Originally, the film was going to be a Christmas film. Which is where the idea for a warehouse churning out good guy dolls came from. That's true. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. And this film also takes place in Chicago, 1990. The exact same time as Home Alone is set in the same place. Yes. So can you imagine if there had been a Christmas film? The horror of having to decide what to watch at the cinema that year. I tell you what would be fucking good is that if uh, Kevin had a good guy doll underneath his Christmas tree. Yeah, like a crossover. Or if just like yeah. the, the the burglars were trying to break into a house that the good guy doll lived in while the family had gone on holiday and the good guy doll was the one getting all the burglars. I mean... He did, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, that'd be good. Either one. Two films to the list of films to make. There you go. I mean, we've got, yeah. So I've got uh, another fact. Brad Dorif did all of his voiceover work before the film started production so that his lines could be matched up with Chucky's movements. They would play back his recordings for actors to respond to. So this actually meant that Darif was barely on set during filming. Lucky bastard. I don't know if it'd be quite fun being on a film set. Well, that Jenny Agatha said that it was the worst filming experience she ever had on set. Why? I don't know. She's a shit actor and everyone knew it. She was the mum, right? Yeah. Oh, the foster mum. Yeah, the foster mum. So she's like that shit. She's a shit English actress, isn't she? Is she actually English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she was putting on an American accent in this. Okay. So really shit one. Why was it? So... She was in the Railway Children. No, I've not seen that. Ah, it's like from the fucking eighties, seventies, or eighties or something. Why was shit. it hard? Why was it a tough filming thing for her? She was. She had like. Easy lines. I mean, it was. I don't know. I don't know the deets about it. Probably should. She didn't even get killed on screen, did she? Because she was killed off screen. She was found dead. Yeah. So she didn't even have to do anything scary. 
I don't just think everyone was picking on her for her terrible, terrible acting skills. Maybe they were putting on terrible English accents. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. What was her name? Jenny Agatha. Hello there, Jenny you Agatha. Out. Oh, you having a good time on set today, Mrs. <laughs> maybe you they were must doing know that. Her. She's. Yeah, probably. She's in a lot of shit English stuff. I'm sure she is. <laughs> maybe they got Dick Van Dyke to come in and just. Mary Poppins it up the whole time through to annoy you. Yeah, you call that an English accent. Here's Dick. He'll do it for yeah. you. <laughs> you got a good guy, Chucky doll there, have you? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll take you up the old apples and stairs. Apples and pears. Fucking hell. Moving swiftly on. There are rumours that the film was loosely based on the story of Frankenstein. He is put together in a company lab from the broken parts of a murderer. And in Frankenstein, he is put together from various convicted murderers in a lab. Both Frankenstein's monster and Chucky are regenerated with electricity and then attempt to kill their maker. Chucky even returns to the place he was made and is moulded together with other Chucky bodies in a horrible monster form. The main difference, though, that I think discredits this theory is that Frankenstein's monster was actually a decent person. Yeah. Who was treated so badly and rejected and berated so much by everyone that he flipped. And he only really wanted to hurt one person. And that was the person who created him, who was supposed to care for him, that completely rejected him because he looked minging. Yeah, I think that one's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, but I thought it was worth mentioning because there were a few... Worth mentioning, yeah. A few, few things, but yeah, I don't think it's true. But the rumour's out there, so you can go and have a look for yourselves at what other peeps are saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, th- I, suppose, the, I suppose the light of this one is that it's the shortest of the Child's Play films. <laughs> you not like Child's Play films? <laughs> I do, yeah, I do. I like, but... I don't know, this was alright. Yeah, it was okay. Like, they cut out, they cut out all, like... Chris Sarandon was going to be in it, wasn't he, again? Yes. Detective Norris, yeah, yeah. he was supposed to be in it again. And the mum, she was supposed to be in it again. Yeah. Budget they cut cuts. all that out. Yeah, they cut all them out because cash. Yeah. Apparently. But how does that work? They, they How does that work? They film their scenes and then they go, oh, actually... Can't afford to pay you, so we'll just cut you out. With the they were cut thing. from the scripts I read. So they didn't even oh. get around to filming. There was a script with them in it, and then it was like, oh, if I, we I get them in for a scene. second film, I think contracts, like if you get in for a second film for a sequel, you get more money. So it's cheaper to get fresh faces. Well, he went on to bigger and better things. This was fucking uh, Nightmare Before Christmas time, this was. Yeah. So he was just about to make it, well, he didn't know he was about to make it big. But when did that come out? 1994? Was it? Or was it 1992? No, I can't remember. Uh, in which country? <laughs> America, UK, or Eastern Europe? <laughs> it's coming out this Christmas. <laughs> yeah. In Uzbekistan. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to fucking shit. They're going to love it. Jack Skellington. <laughs> Jack! What's this? <laughs> <laughs> Here we well, go. I'm classing this next one as a fright because, well, you'll see. 
Both the teacher's death and the factory scene were original ideas for the first film, which is a little bit of an interesting fact, but I include it to show why this film is a low-effort version of the first film. Because if it wasn't good enough for the first film, why do they think it's good enough for the second film? Yeah. So, I, I liked this film, it was fine, but y- you can't be taking ideas that were rejected for the first one and putting it in the second one, because this time it's okay. If you want to make a film, same decent quality. Um, I, I don't know. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of all for that. I quite like that kind of... Uh... Yeah, it's not good enough for that. Hold on. Let's make another film. I've got some ideas here that weren't good enough. That's basically a sequel in itself. <laughs> yeah, but that's 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 basically <laughs> what the sequel is. It's like, oh, okay, we can't All right, I'll cut this shit out of the first one. Oh, hold on a minute. Easy I'll money. pop it in another film. Sequel, money, money, money. That's why sequels are shit. Because it's the <laughs> fucking rejects. So you like that, film. do you? You like Sequels being shit. I don't like sequels being shit, but I like the idea. I like, I like the process of. Oh, I'm gonna write this film. Ah, oh, chuck that bit out. That shit. That shit. Okay, I've got a good film here. I'm gonna make some money, and then you spend all your cash, and then you're like, oh, wait a minute. I could write another film. <gasps> I know. I've got all this shit on the floor from Child's Play. I could put a film. To, I could put it all together in a pot, and I could make Child's Play too. And I'll only do an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 24 <laughs> minutes. I won't Too hard get the big time. actors in it. Yeah, I won't get the big actors in it. But I'm still going to be making some fucking bunts on this, boy. Yeah, fair play. And then he did that time and time and time and time again, apparently. And then that's what makes a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Yeah, I enjoyed nice. that. i kind of get the recycling of scenes if they don't fit the storyline for the first one but they'll fit the second but yeah i see your point franchise do you have a favorite child's play film mine's probably the first one well yeah i've not watched the other ones for like quite because this is a nice thing to revisit yeah. doing this it's like we're revi- like revisiting this thing and um there i do have bits in this film that i i really like but other than that um uh, i'll say at the minute i'm still going with the first one okay fair enough but i'm sure in like i'm sure down the line we're gonna get to the others oh yeah definitely in a few in years time it took us two years to get to Charles Play Two. I know, Christ! Is it really two years? I don't even know when we started. Yeah, it's about two years. Yeah, it's about two years. Just bit like all last year, we were stuck in our houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We must have started it. Fuck! We must have started this. Oh shit! Might be even longer. I can't remember. I'll check. Do you have any yeah, more yeah, fights and delights? Because I've only got one left. Uh, only seven people killed in this. I think that's a bit shit. I wish there was more. There could have been more. Yeah. Could have been more killings. Yeah. And, uh... But he's a doll, though, isn't he? So he's plastic. So he can't do a lot. I 
disagree because I think he's at an advantage being a plastic doll. Okay. You just lay around on a sofa with a knife under your back. No one suspects you. They sit down with a cup of tea, stab him in the throat. If you're me or you sitting in a stranger's house, they're going to walk in and go, who the fuck are you sat on my sofa? They're not just going to sit down and relax because someone's bought a new toy. They're going to go, there's a strange man sat on my sofa. And uh, they're going to be well aware before I get a chance to get the knife out. (laughs) Aren't they? Yeah. So I think he's at an an advantage. It's like having a child serial killer. No one's going to suspect a child. Good point. No? Very good point. Yeah. Very good point, actually. Plus, um, it's he's got identical dolls all around the place because he's a very popular toy. He could just switch dolls from house to house, go around killing people, and no one would ever suspect him. Well, yeah, that's true. Chucky's yeah, an idiot, right. really, is what I'm saying, because he always dies after just seven, when if he put his mind to it, he he could rack up thousands before everyone dared say... I think there's a doll killing people. <laughs> yes, he could be the world's shortest serial killer. Yeah, I guess so. Now I googled. Oh dear. I've been trying. I've been tr- really, really, really been trying to find um, a small person, a little person that has killed more than one person. Yeah. I really, I'm really looking for it. Can't find it. Can't find one. I'm gutted. So we were nearly treated to a Jimmy's real life horror story again. <sighs> nearly, but I can't find. I found one little fellow in the 1920s who killed. Uh, who killed? Um, who killed a woman? Little fella he was. But uh... I know. Last time when we did Charles play, you found cursed or haunted dolls, or me and you both did a little section on it. So I thought, yeah. well, we're not going to do that again, because we've already done it. But yeah, that was a nice angle to at least look for, even though you didn't find anything. <laughs> no, it was just that one guy. I can't remember his name either. Just Google... Uh, I was just, Fucking, you see my search history. Just Google serial killer dwarfs. <laughs> oh, add that to our film list to make as well. If that's not a film already. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I have got one last f- delight. Okay. Although it might not be a delight, we'll have to see. A Chucky TV series is being made featuring Christine Elise, who plays Kyle. Oh, okay. I'm assuming she's reprising her role as Kyle anyway. And this is due to be released later this year, but who knows right now with COVID and shit uh, when it'll be out. But I'm going to read you the IMDb description. Oh, shit. Okay. It sounds okay. This is a real thing. Like, sometimes you hear rumours, but no, this is this is meant to be out later this year, but who knows. So here's your description. After a vintage Chucky doll, which basically means we're not doing that new doll shit from the new film. Yeah, so a proper animatronic doll. So after a vintage yeah. Chucky doll turns up at a suburban yard sale, an idyllic American town is thrown into chaos as a series of horrifying murders begin to expose the town's hypocrisies and secrets. Oh, interesting. I think that sounds really good because it's not just like... It's like it's going to have that series-long drama going on where everyone's maybe accusing... I'm guessing someone gets arrested wrongly for the murders and that kind of thing. It could be a good story. Yeah, yeah. I'm well up for that. Yeah, it sounds good. But that's all my frights and delights. 
Okay. Are you ready? I'm always ready. Because we're going to mosey on over to the master of the macabre. It's all about the drama, isn't it? Master of the macabre. Welcome to the Master of the Macabre. Is it going to be Chucky or Tommy or Brad or someone else? Who have you got, Jimmy? Or how how many have you got? I want to ask first, actually. Well, I don't. I've really only got one. But let's. Should we? Should we just go down to? Let's go down the players. Okay. Let's go down the player. So we got. I'm sure, well, let's go down the big player. So we got Andy, played by Alex Vincent. All right. So, so in the first film, he was meh. Yeah. In this film, it's a little less meh. Mm, it's like kind of meh. But then again, he's a kid, so he is a kid. He's a shit actor. So fuck that. Right. Who else is a big hitter? Uh, who else is that? Oh, there's not many big hitters in it, character-wise. But then, obviously, we've got Chucky, Brad Dorif. Yeah, gave it to him last time. Didn't we, we did, yeah. So I don't think I don't think he deserves a double because I don't think he did. I thought he did a a better voice performance in the first one than he does in this one. Yeah. Also, he just went into a studio for a few hours and recorded the lines and left. And then had not much else to do with the rest of the film. The dream, though. It's not the dream. You want to be on set where you can be the star and be treated like a star and have a dressing room and people bring you drinks and food. That's what it's about, isn't it? (laughs) Meh. I'd be home sitting in my pants. (laughs) You don't want someone to come up to you in your training room and be like, Mr. Faulkner, is there anything I can get for you? Yeah, wet wipe. Have you run out of the wet wipes we gave you half an hour ago already, sir? Yes. Yes. You know me. Will sir be requiring another box of pornography? <laughs> Always. <laughs> Daily. You don't get that kind of service at home. How many packs no, of wet not... wipes does that bring you? <laughs> not enough, mate. I'm dry. <laughs> Anywho. So, not Brad the Reef? No. Okay. I don't think so. Right. Another player in the uh, proper one, proper player, uh, Christine Ellis, who played Kyle. Yeah. I thought she was pretty good. Uh, I thought she was banging. Yeah. I thought she was banging in this. Um, there's literally... No one else. <laughs> nobody else in it. Yeah. Like, so... obviously, the... The parents, but fuck them. They, they were shit. They were bad. So, yeah, and there was no one else not... in it for very long anyway. My notes literally no, say not... Brad DeReef. Good. Won the first film's award. Didn't actually do much, seeing as he wasn't on set at all. And I got Christine Elise, as as I choose to pronounce it, or Elise. Uh, just the best on-screen actor. Tress. I, I think you call them all actor now. Nah, fuck that. She's an actress. Okay. Not having that. <laughs> it's easier. It's one word to remember. Well, well, yeah. Anyway, I agree. But well, I think it should be Christine Elise. Is it Elise? 
Fuck it, we're terrible at fucking names on this show. Yeah, but who cares? Like people know who we oh, mean, and and yeah, that's true. If you can have a name that's up for interpretation, yeah, like what am I supposed okay. to do? Like go around looking for people pronouncing her name in interviews, Are you doing that. Ah, uh, also I've just got it. What? I was wondering why the fuck her name was Kyle. Why? Do you think her name's Kyle? Or do you think it's short for Kylie? Uh, now you've said that, I think it's short for Kylie. Yeah, I was just thinking, but Americans, they're a bit fucking stupid, and they uh, name their kids di- ridiculous names, don't they? Like Brad. Yeah, here's my daughter, Brad. Oh, no, Brad is short for Bradley. That's a normal name. Chad? Yeah, but here's my daughter, Bradley. Or does that, does that not matter anymore? This is fucking... This is 90s, so bollocks. I just want to know why she's called Carl. I don't know. Kyle, not Carl. Who knows? Anyway, let's get off this. Subject. Carl's just short for Carly. Carly, Kylie, Carly. Ah, fuck it. Just fucking send her a medal. Send her a medal. She's still alive. She's going to do that new series. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. Oh my Jesus. She still looks smoking. I was going to say. <laughs> Fifty-six. Hat. 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 Whew. Woo. Fuck. Woo. Right. Well, we'll take wipes. a break. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go get some wet wipes. And we'll see you next up. What is next up, Jimmy? Uh, Madhouse Rating System. Oi, let's churn this out like the production line at the Good Guy Dolls Factory. It's the Madhouse Rating System. That was lovely. Thanks. Nice rolls. Thanks. <laughs> I've only just learned how to do that, so I can't normally roll my ass. Right, do you want to try again? Worm. You're going to teach me how to do that. That's a weird word to use, though, worm. <laughs> Worm. There's an R in it. You should use it. Worm. 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 You a Dalek? You sound like a Dalek. Worm. Dalek. Uh, okay. What's the first? Uh, what's the first category? Tension. Suspense. In in the first film, yeah, Chucky was killing in a stealthier manner but in this film he's all out crazy as shit murder doll that took more risks than getting exposed I think okay yeah and I think it's separated from the first film enough but not too much and changed the tone slightly it had tension and suspense with all the killing and the sneaking and whatnot. but I'm going to advocate for half a point because it didn't have what the first film had in terms of building it up. Because we already know that Chucky... Well, we already know about Chucky, I should say. Yeah. There is no surprise for us in this film. We know the deal and what's going to happen. And I feel like there was no attempt to switch that up or add anything extra to replace that missing element. Yes. Now, this is the curse of the sequel. 
I feel. Yeah. So the first one, Charles Lee Ray is trying to transfer his soul from the doll to Andy. And in the second one, Charles Lee Ray is trying to transfer his soul from the good guy doll to Andy. Yes. It's, but we don't have to learn that in the second film. No. And if you don't have to learn that, that gives you more time for loads of crazy killing, yet only seven deaths. Yeah, I mean, there was some crazy killing. Yeah, but seven crazy killings. Yeah, but there was a manner of killing, but we'll get to that in another bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the tension would have been more amped up if we had been there on day of release. Do you know what I mean? Maybe. Because we know how we know now from where we're at, Charles Play Two, that the front there's massive like there's films. There's well, more yeah, films yeah. to go. So after watching Charles Play in, when was it? Nineteen eighty something. Yeah, eighty something. Something like that. And then you go, Oh, hold on. Right, what's gonna happen next? <gasps> this is exciting. And then you watch Charles Play. Charles Play Two comes out, and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm busting a nut for this!" <laughs> whoop whoop! Give me those wet wipes. Oh yeah, give me the wet wipes. I think it would have been a good idea to have had the Tommy doll still around, so we, the viewer, didn't know which one was which. Sometimes you could have used that to kind of trick us. Yeah, that'd be quite good. But they, yeah. they buried him, and then had a bit of a reveal with Kyle Lee. Yeah, and the, uh, after the reveal, it's like, oh my god, it was Chucky all the time. Dun dun dun. It's not Tommy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what did you say? Half half a star. I said half I was going to advocate for half a star. Yes. Okay. I don't know what that means. I was going to make a point in favor of having half a star. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Half star. Okay. Boom, it's as simple as that. Boom, let's get it done. Should we move on? What's next? Yes, let's move on to the next section, which is gore and visual effects. It is. Yes, come on. I think it had some really well done cinematography. It had tracking shots, mounted cameras on actors. Lighting was used brilliantly, especially with Chucky in the basement. Like, when the lights are on, you can see him all lit up. When the lights go off, you can just see him in a slither of light from the window. And it's dark all around that sneaky motherfucker. As for gore, it has some blood. There are deaths, but nothing extremely gory as such. The best thing for me is the doll, Chucky, because it's an awesome practical effect. I loved his death. (laughs) That had some good plastic mold gore. Uh, Interesting. Chucky yeah. is, of course, all animatronics, and it took six six operators to do the complex movements like walking. So there. The guy who controls Chucky is the husband of Catherine Hicks, who was the mum in the first film. 
Okay, so he was still a budget option. <laughs> well, she was always on set, apparently, just popping down to see her husband, who was controlling Chucky. Oh, they may as well have just put her in it. She was there anyway. Well, exactly. Um, I tell you what, for Gore, I, I like the bit uh, where he gets his hand trapped. Oh, yeah, that was good. In the thing, and he's like, he's pulling it, and he's kind of half plastic, but inside he's turning human. Yeah. And he rips it off. Ah! And, uh, yeah, the bit that actually still turns my stomach is when he um, he puts his, the knife bit in his stump. Yeah. I hate that, putting the, putting the <laughs> shaft of the knife without handling it in his stump. Oh, that was a nice touch, though. Fucking lovely touch. That that's probably the the worst part of the film for me. Just I don't think I'd like anything going up my stump. No, I mean it would hit the bone on the way up, so you'd have to shove it down the side of the bone anyway. Think of all the nerves. Ah, and when you're slashing. Oh yeah, you can't kill people easily and painlessly with that for you. No, that's that's going to be agony. I think uh, that would be a good a good thing to see in a, a horror film where a human does that. The bad guy gets his hand chopped off and it's actual a person. But yeah, that was a good bit. Was um, there any other the... gore that you think is notable though? Uh yeah, kind of. The 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 obvious bit where the technician falls onto the yeah, yeah. Doll implanting eye machine, and we're like, oh, hold on, we know what's going to happen here. <laughs> as soon as he goes to unclog that, you go, oh, yeah. okay, I see it's like, oh, going. hold on, here we go, we know what's going to happen here. I'm good with it, that though. was quite fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was fun. It was <gasps> obvious, but <gasps> that anticipation of knowing what was about to happen, and even though it was so, it was kind of ludicrous that he would fall into the exact right position for the eye sockets to be in the right place for the, but. That anticipation of that happening was pretty good. That was yes. That, that was, was for good. us. Yeah, that was good. just for the viewer. That was that. That was. That wasn't for the storyline. That wasn't for any character development. That was for me and you. <laughs> yeah. So what would you give gore and visual effects? I'd say I'd give it. I'd give it one. I'd give it one because I still think it's very clever. And I'd very give good. it one, all night long. Is it definitely not? Is there definitely not uh, played by... Is there a stunt actor for Chucky? Uh, I didn't see in this one. I know there wasn't the first one. I can't remember who it was. Was it Alex's little brother or something? Possibly. I can't remember. But there was definitely... Yeah. I'm sure... I'm sure I spotted a couple of little moments in it where it definitely could be a stunt actor playing... There may have been. At, I'm guessing it wasn't the same as in the first one because he would have grown in the in the next five years. <laughs> Too big to yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I definitely read it took six people to do complex movements like walking. Whether that was the whole body they shot, though, or whether it was the top half walking. Or, uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, there's a bit where he jumps on... Uh, I can't remember whose back it is. Maybe... Kyle's back or something, <laughs> where it leg. definitely looks like it's a, like a little person and their legs are play. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're keeping you up, are we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not keeping me up now. They're keeping me up at work. Yeah. This is the moment I want to be awake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the flailing legs. Maybe there was 
still. Anyway, still gets one for gore and visual effects either way, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Visual score and sound effects. Visual score and sound effects. Visual score and sound effects. No, what is it? A visual score? What, are you in the Matrix, yeah, you are see you? see music with your eyes. <laughs> uh, it's performance. Musical score. Anyway, by the way. Is it? What? <laughs> it's performance. Anyway, oh, I fucked this right up. Okay. Visual performance, uh, though, you know. So, <laughs> nearly there, I suppose, if I was wanting to throw you a bone. Or some right, white so, next up is oral performance. It's performance. <laughs> Well, it's got a child actor in it, hasn't it? So that's never great. No. Alex Vincent wasn't horrendously terrible. He was better than he was in the original. Um, I thought, anyway, you don't. Let's just agree that you're wrong. Okay. And Christine Elise <laughs> <laughs> was good. Uh, she was not a child actor, though. She was 25 years old when the film came out. And obviously, she was playing a teenager. Or an extremely old, immature foster child. <laughs> they never specifically said she was a teenager, so... No. But I'm guessing she was a teenager. Uh, Brad uh, Darif, uh, a.k.a. Brad Diorf, or a.k.a. Dad Darif, or Dad Brief. <laughs> Legend. Amazing voice acting. Not actually around during filming and had the easiest job. Maybe a bit of a prima donna was too big to actually be on set. I, I think the... Chucky had the easiest job. Well, yeah, he had six people controlling him at some point. I need that sometimes. Personal, each one person. Per well, thing. you are married with two kids. Hey, <laughs> oh, so that's three. And some wanted to do have to help me walk. Uh, anyway, we've already said he was good, and he was just there. Uh, Christina Lee. Or lies, uh, and Brad Reef really. It's it's on their shoulders, isn't it? Whether they get it or not. Yeah. I don't know. You know, half a star, full star. I don't think we're going full star. I can't go full star. There are literally decent people in this film. For no. Us to say that it gets a full star. No, there's two. And one of them was a voice actor. Yeah. Uh, I am quite glad that Christine Elise or Elise is going to be in the TV series because so far out of these two films we've reviewed so far, she's the best, or or probably the only decent actor apart from the detective in the first film. And his character was a bit shit anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, fair enough. All right, half a star. Half a star. Where are we now then? How much is that? So that gives Charles play two, gives two. Next is musical score and sound effects. Yeah. Uh, Thanks. Nice soundtrack. (laughs) Nice sound effects. This was uh, Graham Ravel's first full orchestral film score. He lied and told producers he was well experienced. And uh, knocked out a full symphony in his sleep, bruv. Or something along those lines. <laughs> uh, and in fact, he had never done it before. He just told them he had when they uh, nice. asked him and he got the job. 
He did alright as well. That's a pretty good score. Yeah. It was a child's play score, wasn't it? It not as good as the Cannibal Holocaust score we just did. That was a banging score. Amazing. Amazing. So it did its job. I'm tempted for half a point. Half a point. Half a point. Yeah, go with that. But that makes it two and a half. Yeah, that's two and a half. It's the last one. It's the big one, isn't it? It is. The overall experience. What's the plan? What's the plan? Yeah. No. no. I think I leave it. At two and a half. Well, obviously it's not as good as the first one. It's the sequel. We've discussed this. It's the shit that's been left on the floor. They've mashed it together to make another one. Yeah. It's never going to be as good as the first. There's only a few rarities that the sequel's better than the first one. They've basically gone into your trailer, picked up the used wet wipes, cleaned them off and put them into a wet wipe pack again and sold it to you again. Yeah, I've gone this. Yeah, check this out. No, I'm saying leave it at two and a half. Yeah, fair enough with me. I don't mind so, that. The original got four. Charles played two's got two and a half. That's one and a half off of the original. Oh, quick maths here. <laughs> Gosh, blinding. So I should be on countdown. Just blows me away. Fuck it. I'm like Stephen Hawking. Sitting here in awe. Right, I want your film choice, Jimmy. Oh shit. Uh, okay. Well, we're gonna have to pause then while I have to while I pick out of uh, out of the three that I've got. Three. It was two when we started. <laughs> <laughs> it just picked up another one along the way. Oh yeah. Okay. We'll be yeah. back after this message from absolutely fucking no one. <laughs> Right, so that's my choice. I've whittled it down from three. There was going to be an obscure one. There was going to be a really old one. And there was going to be, uh, I'd say, a heavy hitter. So I've gone for the heavy hitter. You ready for this? Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm going. Five friends travel to a cabin in the woods where they unknowingly release flesh-possessing demons. Cabin in the Woods. No, are you mental? <laughs> Find the title. I'll give you one more pop out. Oh, I don't know. Just tell me. Right. You've guessed it, listeners. It is the one and only The Evil Dead. Sweet. Oh, that yeah. is. What's his face? Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell. <laughs> Uh, why was I thinking along the lines of Blair Witch and I should have been along the lines of classic, other classics, classic classics? God, is this class is a classic now, is it? Probably. Well, the Evil, yeah, the Evil Dead's a classic. Yeah, it took a very, very long time to film. Did it? Because it, yeah, because it was literally just, it's just an independent film. There's no, they weren't real actors. They were like acting student actors that are in it. And um, yeah, it took a, it took probably took like they, I think they started it in the seventies filming, 
and then it got released in 1981. Bloody and if you're in Eastern Europe, they started it in the 70s, and they've just got it now. Yeah. So there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff, and then it was just like filmed in, uh, like Sam Raimi's garage, garage, and things like that. And um, they had to get. Yeah, it was like student actors and and things like that. And it was very low budget. And it took. I think it did take ten years to get Fuck. to the final release. Where, yeah, I had no idea. Is the first one your favorite Evil Dead? No, no. Which one? Uh, Army of Darkness is a banger. Yeah. Actually, fuck it. They're all good. One, two, and Army of Darkness. They're brilliant. And Bruce Campbell's just a legend. Gotta love the chins. They're doing another one, aren't they? Uh, Yes, apparently. Yes, he's doing one. Yes, in New Zealand. Yeah, I definitely heard they're doing another Evil Dead. I don't know anything yeah. else about it, apart from they're doing another Evil Dead. Yes, I think it's Bruce Campbell directed, not... I don't think Sam Raimi's involved, but he might be. I'm not sure. But yeah, this year, I think filming starts in New Zealand. Well, well, I'll probably have more information for people on our next episode. Where you're going to guess correctly an IMDb description again, and then the next episode where I get one wrong again. That's the pattern. I'm going to pick a big film next time that has a vague description. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Compared to your last week getting it with the first three words. <laughs> Wait, it was going to be Charles playing good. a Toy Story, wasn't it? So. I, I was still impressed. Anyway, that's a wrap, Jimmy. Uh, hip. The hippie, the hippie to the hip, hip, hop, they don't stop, rap to the bed. <laughs> Sugar Hill Gang. Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah, you said let's rap. No, yeah. Uh, I said that's a rap, I think. Oh, that's a rap. Anyway, I enjoyed the Sugar Hill Gang. You got any more raps? Um, uh... How about Welcome at Last to the Madass Podcast? We've got screens for you, scenes to view, pull up a pew, there's a film to review. What is it? Just a motherfucking visit. Ah, oh, that's good. I was just trying to think of an easy E song, but I can't. I was talking to Sammy earlier about that rap, and I went, I bet I can remember the whole thing, and I nearly got it. I enjoyed making that. Yeah, well done. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think anyone heard it, but still, it's out there. (laughs) Fuck (laughs) them. Fuck (laughs) them. Right, we're done. Don't forget to subscribe on your favourite podcast app, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and email Jimmy your personal problems, political views and pet peeves at why am I such an annoying twat at oh god kill me now <laughs> Jimmy and myself will see you in a fortnight for our next episode on The Evil Dead Yeah boy Uh hip hop the hippie the hippie to the hip hip hop they don't stop the rap to the bed <laughs>